0: It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete.
1: What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. It is November 16th, 2020. Uh, The show is made possible by patrons like Mary, Joshua, Christian, Stephanie, Casey, Matthew and Celia, Theodore, Elizabeth, Sarah and Lou. Thanks so much uh, for the support. Couldn't do the show without you. Also, uh, by the way, they became patrons to the program and then they get exclusive content. Uh, go to the Pete and check out the link that's up there at the top of the page. The show is also uh, presented today by general equipment rental in Weaverville. And uh, there's a reason they've been voted best equipment rental store for the second straight year in the mountain express readers poll. It's because they're awesome. Uh, they also are your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. So not only do they have all of the tools that you need to do the projects for you know available for you to rent for whatever project you need done but they also have equipment that you can buy for example the huskvarna auto mower 10 percent off on this while supplies last this thing is so cool it it looks like the batmobile but it's small it's like it's like a roomba for your yard i guess that would be like a yardba Or, yeah, Yardba, Yarda? Anyway, the thing just drives all around, and it docks itself, it charges itself, and you map your yard with the the app, and this way it knows all the boundaries, and you can check in on it throughout the day. And if anybody tries to steal it, as soon as they take it across the threshold of your yard, uh, then it shuts down. It becomes basically a paperweight. (laughs) And, uh, oh, it also has a GPS locator on it, so they're going to be able to track uh, it back to the thieves. So very handy. Uh, And you never have to mow again. What a great Christmas gift for the person who mows the yard that might not enjoy doing it. Now, I get it. Some people enjoy doing the yard. That's fine. But if you don't enjoy mowing the yard all the time, this is the solution. You'll never have to mow your yard again. How wonderful would that be? for a Christmas present. So think about it. It's a general equipment rental. Go to the website generalrents.com and think outside your toolbox. All righty, so we're going to talk a little bit about election process and fraud today because uh, there is... A county in North Carolina named Anson County, where some stuff has occurred over the last few weeks that has raised suspicions about the outcome of the election. And before you say, as we normally hear, first, it's no such thing as fraud. Then when you can produce evidence of fraud, then they say there's no example of widespread fraud. And then when you can show that, okay, there was a couple cases, more than two, maybe 10, maybe 50, then it's like, okay, well, it didn't affect an outcome of a race. Well, all of those myths get blown up with this election because in North Carolina, right now, uh, at the last check before I started the podcast here, it was, what, 230 votes or so that separate the two candidates for North Carolina's chief Supreme Court justice when, over the weekend when they uh, they they've been doing their canvassing at all the uh, the county level boards of elections, and so they've been doing the canvas. And uh, what Saturday I think, because then everybody was off on Sunday. But when like for the last twenty four forty eight hours, that vote spread. Was actually 35 votes that separated the incumbent from the uh, the challenger, and 35 votes is enough to be overcome in this Anson County chicanery. So, what exactly has been going on? Well, first off, there is a person you're going to need to know. This name John Montgomery and his wife Danny Montgomery. Danny Montgomery is running for the. Uh, Register of Deeds down there in Anson County, which is by the way east of Charlotte. It's uh, it's right around the same area, I believe. It's actually part of the ninth congressional district, which is the one that had all the ballot harvesting scandal two years ago. So this is part of that same area. John Montgomery's. Uh, so John Montgomery is himself um, an elected official. He is a. Uh, hang on a second. I have it here in the stack. It is. Uh he yeah, here. Democratic City Commissioner John Montgomery of Lylesville. Uh never heard of Lylesville. L I L E S Ville. Lylesville. Never heard of Lylesville, North Carolina. But he's a city commissioner there. His wife is running for Register of Deeds of Anson County. Okay. So What occurred throughout the early voting period and in Anson County, there was only one early voting location. People had to go to this one place. I believe it was the Board of Elections. They would go to this one spot and they would vote uh, early. So what John Montgomery was doing, allegedly, was uh, buttonholing people or cornering them. I don't know if you can corner somebody in a parking lot, but he was going up to people in the parking lot and getting them into the polling place, getting them into the Board of Elections, and helping, I'm using air quotes around that one, helping them vote. Now, to be fair, legally, if people ask for assistance, they can have assistance in voting. State law says you can get help to vote from a family member, but you can only ask a non-relative to vote if you have some specific disabilities, If you are unable to enter the voting booth without assistance, if you um, cannot uh, mark a ballot without assistance, if you cannot mark a ballot due to illiteracy, uh, if you are blind and so you are unable to enter the voting booth or mark a ballot, right? So they're very specific. Physical disability, illiteracy, and blindness. Those are the three things in state law that you can ask somebody who's not a family member to help you vote. And that is not what john montgomery was doing he was helping clearly sighted people vote people without any obvious physical disability he was helping them vote now i don't know about illiteracy however there is video and this presents a problem for the people who were telling nick oxner from wbtv that there was no video Okay, so we're going to get to that. So WBTV gets a hold of this video that shows the husband of the candidate. So John Montgomery um, repeatedly escorting voters inside the building to cast their ballot. The video was captured by security cameras outside and inside the Anson County Board of Elections building, which served as the county's lone early voting location. The new footage comes to light after dozens of complaints were filed in the county, alleging that John Montgomery and others were approaching voters in the parking lot, offering to help them vote, and then going with them inside and helping them to cast their ballot. Okay, there is video outside in the parking lot. There is video inside, and there are dozens of complaints that were filed during the early voting period. OK, Montgomery's wife, as I mentioned, she's running. This is, by the way, from WBTV story um, by Nick Oxner, dated November 12th. <clears throat> and uh, Danny Montgomery is the Democratic candidate for Register of Deeds in this year's election. And um, she was trailing by like more than 500 votes. And so it doesn't seem like this is going to actually help her win her race. Um, she is apparently losing to an unaffiliated challenger. <laughs> so. Somebody who's not even a Democrat or Republican. But in the videos, John Montgomery is seen walking in with a voter who gets a ballot from an elections worker and then proceeds to a voting booth. One video shows Montgomery marking the ballot for a voter who is standing behind him with his hands in his pockets. That's a that's a pretty clear indication that that something is going on there. You got like literally a guy walks in. With, and John Montgomery is escorting him. Guy asks for a ballot. Guy walks over to polling uh, table or, you know, the uh, the voting booth, he walks over there, and then he steps aside and John Montgomery fills it all out for him. Now, maybe that man was illiterate. Maybe that man was blind. I'm not sure. But for the elections officials who are manning the table, when you see this guy, John Montgomery, coming in Over and 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 over again over the course of what two weeks early voting it should raise some concern. It should, it should trip a red flag someplace, right? Don't you think it would for me? Like, really, how is it possible that Mr. Montgomery, City Commissioner Montgomery, keeps getting all the disabled people to vote? Like, how is it that he just finds these people in the parking lot? And uh, nobody else is escorting them in like he is. Although there, is, there was another woman, apparently, who was like dressed in like pink pants or something. And she was doing it, too. But she was with Montgomery as well. The Anson County Board of Elections, then, back on October 23rd, they hold an emergency meeting to look at these complaints, to hear these complaints. Okay? Um, but the complaints of Montgomery and his associates... Um, that they were improperly escorting people uh, into into the location continued after that meeting occurred. So according to the minutes, the county staff had already distributed a letter from the Board of Elections chairman saying, hey, remember, don't do this. And then they voted to verbally warn the campaigns of the rules again. And that was all ignored going forward, too. So during early voting, you've got so many complaints. The Board of Elections sends out a memo. Hey, everybody, reminder, here are the rules. And then they go out into the parking lot and they're like, hey, everybody. And Montgomery is there. There's actually a picture I've seen uh, of Montgomery there being addressed, among others who are out there, you know, handing out the palm cards. And, hey, do you need to talk to the candidates? And, hey, we could really use your vote. You know, that kind of electioneering kind of thing. Um, And they're all warned. You're not allowed to do basically what this guy right here is doing. You can't do that, and they said, "Screw you!" We're going to keep doing it. They and they did. They continued to do it. So, the state board of elections. This is from uh, who is this? Josh Howard. Uh, he is um, an attorney who was quoted in the uh, WBTV story. Says that the state board of elections has no ability to prosecute themselves. But they have resources to investigate these kinds of things, and they can also just go ahead and call in state and federal authorities. Now, the question is, will they do so? Will they do so? A spokesman for the State Board of Elections had previously said uh, that they had an investigator that they sent down to Anson County that was looking into these complaints, um, but... They uh, they said you know what we sent out a press release on the final day of early voting that reiterated the guidelines for assisting voters and uh, and so we felt like that was enough. So they sent someone down there to investigate. They couldn't determine anything, and so they left. And then the state board of elections just sent out this uh, this memo that says, "Hey guys, you know, don't do this illegal activity." Okay, whew, we did our service. We did we did the bare minimum required <laughs> for our jobs. Okay. The county board of elections then denies multiple times to WBTV that there is any video showing any of this occurring. Okay, they are asked by WBTV reporter Nick Oxner. Uh, this was, uh, I think, the first time was right around the time of the uh, the complaints and this special meeting and the memo. And BTV keeps asking for the video can you show us the video can we get the video and the lawyers and the board of elections they just keep saying no 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 there's there's no video a lawyer for anson county told wbtv that at least one day of video Oh, so then it turns out there was video somebody somehow got the video and leaked it out to not only btv but also to uh the ninth district congressman dan bishop and he now starts pushing this. Now, he appeared last week, late last week, Thursday or Friday, on the Sean Hannity radio show.
0: You know, I was elected last year in a special election that happened because the regular election in 2018 involved some alleged voter fraud in in another county. And so this stuff is not a figment of people's imagination. It happens. And to this point, you know, when these complaints I was presented with a bunch of complaints, about 10 or more that had been filed in Anson County about these campaign partisans being allowed in the voting enclosure, joining voters in the booth to help them vote. And I couldn't believe it brushed up on the law, um, wrote a letter to the, to all the officials who were responsible for stopping it last uh, last October 27. They responded not at all sent a second letter, uh, ended up in front of a judge in order to get video in the premises, you know, of the, from stationary surveillance video turned over to me. On Election Day, I got that, you know, had that uh, resolved. And then we've been getting the, the video down. And as you say, um, it, it's, it's hard on the radio uh, to get a full feel for this, but this is happening over and over and over. We've got uh, two you know, two and a half weeks of early voting, We haven't really gotten through much of the video, and we've got dozens of cases in which these partisan Democrat partisans were allowed to go in and join voters in the booth.
1: Okay, so he's the one who asks for the video. BTV asks for the video as well. And a lawyer for Anson County tells WBTV that at least one day of the video from the early voting location has been deleted Because it got overwritten. Scott Forbes, the Anson County attorney, said that the video is set to be recorded over every two weeks. Here's the problem. The request for video from WBTV was acknowledged on October 28th. One day before video from the first day of early voting would have been deleted. Okay? so. They got their request in. so if you have a two week, and I understand you you've got video that rolls all the time in two weeks, you keep it and then it re- records over the the stuff from two weeks prior. But BTV asked for that video prior to that window, even beginning. So what happened? The county it staff did not take uh, did not take steps to preserve any video until at least November first, which means, more than a few days, have now been deleted as well. And uh, the lawyer says that he doesn't know why that would occur. He says the county's... Hardware containing the video was not deleted. He says some of the security camera had been overwritten. Um, He was unable to explain why elections officials didn't take steps to preserve the video after the request from WBTV. He said, "Quote: I can't speak to that at this point. I don't know why." (laughs) Okay, you don't know why. I have some ideas. I can narrow it down, just spitballing here, but um, maybe somebody deleted it or allowed it to to be deleted because they don't want people to see what's on it. Was it deleted and that's why they were saying it didn't exist? Did, Did the people who were saying that it didn't exist know that it was getting deleted as they were telling the TV station that it doesn't exist? Because that's what they were saying. They were literally telling the reporter the video doesn't exist while the reporter was watching it. He's like, I'm literally watching it. (laughs) You're telling me this video doesn't exist and I have it in my possession. So you obviously don't know what you're talking about, right? So who deleted it? Who deleted it? It was either intentional, right? that somebody did not want this stuff, uh, the video to be out there. And so they, they dragged their feet on the request in order to allow days to get wiped out. Or um, they did not drag their feet intentionally. They just are incompetent. And so they knew that these requests had come in, but they just decided, or they ignored it or they got you know too busy or what? I don't know. Like what, what other explanations are there, right? You've got, You got corruption or you got incompetence and the county attorney doesn't know which one it is, which should really inspire confidence in our election system. Don't you think at least in Anson County, but it does raise the question of how many other places has this been occurring? How many other places, which is also usually what I ask when, you know, people are trying to find a great mattress. I'm like, how many other places have the Biltmore collection? Not, not around here. Not that I'm even aware of anywhere. The Biltmore Collection by Restonic, it's made in Fayetteville. Uh, these are the mattresses that are at the Biltmore Hotel and the inn on the, uh, the Biltmore Estate. And uh, and they've got a great deal going on right now. You can pick up a free box spring with a Biltmore mattress. They also have free adjustable bases with the purchase of select mattresses. So you get the wireless remote uh, so you can raise up the head of the bed. Which will help with snoring and TV watching, uh, and it will also, and also yes, reading books in bed—that's true too. Um, you can also raise up the feet, which is good for circulation. So go check them out online at MattressManStores.com. Oh, you can also pick up a bed in a box. This is a queen-size gel hybrid for just $2.99. You got people coming into town for the holidays, and you don't have a bed to put them up in. Now you do. Grab and go queen bed in a box at mattress man uh, they got four locations in Asheville, arden and hendersonville they ship nationwide they have a local five-star delivery service and a 120-day comfort guarantee experience the difference at mattress man oh and by the way uh, zero down zero apr for 24 months and zero payments for 90 days the triple zero deal i'm telling you they just got tons of deals on high-quality mattresses. Uh, go check them out, mattressmanstores.com. And buy local and sleep better. Next up, uh, Congressman Dan Bishop says that nobody in any position uh, to stop John Montgomery from doing these things at the uh, at the polling station and then investigating this stuff uh, and holding people accountable, like nobody whose job it is to do that, was actually doing it.
0: You know, we alerted media to this because we couldn't get any official response. And then uh, Democrats started covering up. They denied to WBTV, Nick Oxner's story, they denied to him that the video existed, and uh, repeatedly. And and, and then liberal press started sort of joining the cover-up. So state media wrote an article for PolitiFact calling me a liar for saying it had occurred. But they didn't know we had video.
1: Yeah, which makes all the difference. (laughs) Makes all the difference, doesn't it? So I have that PolitiFact here. Um, This was done by Paul Specht, PolitiFact NC, and headline, North Carolina Republican falsely accuses election workers of misconduct. So how do you know that somebody has falsely accused someone else of something? That's a pretty definitive declaration, don't you think so? That... I am saying that you are falsely accusing this person of something. So I would, I would have to know that the allegation is false for me to make a pronouncement. Let alone under the, uh, under the cover of Politifact NC fact checker, right? The fact checker, which this whole cottage industry fact checking, I just I hate all of it. It's just garbage. Anyway, uh, so Paul Specht uh, does the fact check of Dan Bishop's. Statement that election workers uh, were somehow engaged in what he called uh, indications of grossly improper conduct from election officials. Okay, what would count as improper conduct? I would submit allowing John Montgomery to come in repeatedly, dozens of times, with different voters and, and walk them to the voting booth and then help them vote, quote, help them vote, I'd say that's probably grossly improper conduct for not trying to stop it, for not even filing complaints like that's the kicker. All these complaints come from people that he uh, that he, you know, buttonholed outside in the in the parking lot, that he was aggressive towards them trying to get them to join him or uh, people who saw it happen. And then they filed complaints. Right. And then the elections officials, when presented with these complaints, what do they do? They say, now, now, everybody, we're not going to name any names specifically, but everybody needs to abide by these rules. Okay, good talk. And then he continues to do it and they don't do anything to stop him. So is that improper conduct by the elections officials? I would submit, yeah, that that kind of is. But here's the thing. You have to be willing to look at the evidence that might cast Dan Bishop as the truth teller in this scenario and we can't have that Dan Bishop is a Republican and so we're not going to we're not going to assume that what he is alleging might be true so um, here is the official quote the tweet rather from Dan Bishop that said I'm echoing the president's claims indications of grossly improper conduct from election officials right here in my district Okay, indications of grossly improper conduct. And Politifact, Andy Spect or Paul Spect, he says these claims were investigated and addressed, but the actions in question were done by a candidate and his campaign volunteers, not election officials. So that's how they that, that's how they split the baby, right? That's how they, or they split the hair, I guess. Like that's how they um or the baby's hair, the baby hair. Is that how they Anyway, they split it. That's how they got around what Dan Bishop was saying. Well, you know, he's talking about the actual candidate and the campaign, not election officials. Well, he's saying indications of grossly improper conduct. And if you're aware of this illegal activity occurring and you don't stop it, oh, and it's your job to stop it, then I think that would be, quote, indications of grossly improper conduct. No Anson County uh, election observers or board staff were found to have done anything wrong according to the state elections board. Okay, so they we've examined this, we've looked at our own people, and we think that our people didn't do anything wrong. That was the response from the Board of Elections and the, the, at the state level and the county level, and so PolitiFact takes that and says, well, obviously Dan Bishop is a liar. The North Carolina GOP noted that there had been 18 incident reports about, this was from October, by the way, this PolitiFact, 18 incident reports about Montgomery uh, and supporters. The party asked for the alleged rule breakers to be banned from the polling site. The Anson Board of Elections investigated the complaints about the campaign volunteers. And, um, they said that they uh all of these accusations, these complaints were unfounded. We looked into each one of them. She said, no election officials were found to have committed any misconduct. This is the board's temporary assistant director. okay. We looked into them, and no election officials were found to have committed any misconduct, right, but you've got people who are You have people who are who are committing misconduct and You're not stopping them from doing so. You're not holding them accountable for doing so. So that's what Dan Bishop is calling you out on. Yes, you have the campaign that is doing this stuff that's illegal, but you're not enforcing the law and you refuse to ban these people despite repeated complaints and video. Of course, back then when they first cleared everybody of any wrongdoing, they were saying that there was no video. And the video, by the way, is from inside the facility. It's a stationary closed circuit uh, video. And so it, it, sh- it shoots video of the entire room. Not that it's close enough where you can see what people are marking on the ballots, but you can see the whole operation where people are walking in. They're going into the voting station, filling out their ballots and then casting them. So you can clearly see here comes Montgomery walking somebody else in just one after another after another. The distinction, PolitiFact says, between campaign volunteers who greet people outside polling sites and actual election officials uh, is an important one. We pointed out to Dan Bishop's office that his tweet omitted this key context and asked if Bishop is aware of any direct... Misconduct by Anson County election officials. His spokeswoman said that the congressman is, is, quote, just suggesting that the county elections officials have been permitting campaign workers to, quote, buttonhole voters in the buffer zone, accompany them into the voting enclosure, into the voting booth and to direct them how to vote. PolitiFact says As we mentioned, the county and state boards addressed the complaints, just not in a manner that Bishop or the state GOP might have preferred. Anson County officials held an emergency meeting. They issued warnings and investigated the complaints while the state elections board issued a press release. So we rate this claim false. And that's what Dan Bishop was telling Sean Hannity is that the PolitiFact people called him a liar, right? They're called and they did. They're saying it's a false accusation. Well, is it? Did you know it was false? No, you didn't. You took you took the board of elections word for it. And you assumed that they weren't lying in order to say Dan Bishop was lying. Right? Well, now it turns out there's video. And because there's video, guess who was lying? <laughs> Not Dan Bishop. I'm not lying either when I tell you to go to Old Grouch's Military Surplus. It's, real, it's the truth. I've been there. It's a great shop in downtown Clyde, uh, right there on Main Street, across from the anti-aircraft gun. It's a great time to pick up your cold-weather gear and clothing, military-grade thermal underwear, wool sweaters, Military field jackets and solid green and camouflage, wool and fleece toboggans, wool socks, Gore Tex jackets, old grouches, has everything that you need for winter, whether you're working outside, you go hunting, uh, whatever the case, this is heavy duty warm clothing for a lot cheaper than you're going to find at most outdoor stores as well. Plus, of course, tons of real U.S. military surplus. For more than three decades, Old Grouch's Military Surplus on Main Street in downtown Clyde Shop is open Monday through Saturday and 24-7 at oldgrouch.com. All right, now let me play the last soundbite here from uh, Congressman Dan Bishop, who was on uh, the Sean Hannity radio show uh, last week.
0: It's not my direct responsibility, but the people who are responsible, the local elections officials, the state board of the elections appointed by the Democrat governor, the Democrat attorney general. Uh, you know, none of these folks are answering or doing anything, so we're going to first expose it thoroughly. And then there are some things that we can do uh, to try to get some accountability and to stop this. But just like I said, uh, if, if there was a case of this 24 months ago and it's occurred here, voters need to know that this is a reliable process. And this goes into the question of everything nationwide. We cannot let people begin to have their doubts overwhelm them about whether voting is fair. So this is just outrageous. We even see some things, Sean, in the parking lot on these videos where it appears to be suspicious exchanges between voters and the Democrat operatives after they've cast the ballot. Oh. We've got one case of a voter who has been allowed to go into the polling place twice, once accompanied by one of these operatives. So we're going to show it all.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So some exchanges occur out in the parking lot. What might that be? you know what that is that's paying for votes and before you say no nobody would ever do that that was the norm in north carolina that was the norm people got paid for for voting regularly okay and uh sometimes you got paid if you could actually harness enough other voters to get them to the polls you got paid by way of a job with the city or the county like That's how that machine, the patronage machine, operated for a century in this state. So this idea that none of this would ever happen, give me a break. Give me a break. You got people that are out in the parking lot that are videotaping this stuff, and we're going to find out, I guess, if any of these exchanges actually did occur. Um, But also, you've got the impact now on the election tally. And while it probably has no bearing on uh, Montgomery's... Uh, Danny Montgomery's race for Anson County Register of Deeds, Um, it could impact other races, not just in Anson County, but also at the state level, because the race for North Carolina's chief uh, Supreme Court justice uh, is so close, like a couple hundred votes. Here's what the press secretary for the North Carolina Republican Party, Tim Wigington, said Or Wiginton, sorry, uh, says these voting irregularities have potentially tainted hundreds of votes in Anson County and the state board and attorney general must get to the bottom of it before certifying Anson's county's votes. Um, The North Carolina Republican Party sent a letter to Anson County elections director. Uh, reiter- the elections director, reiterating the complaints and demanding that the Anson County Board simply do their job, the Board of Elections. This is important. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, in response, the Anson County Board claimed that the complaints were unfounded. Okay, That's what the PolitiFact people cited for their Dan Bishop's a liar, his claim is false finding. The newly released video demonstrates that the Anson County election officials simply refused to do their job and enforce the law. The State Board of Elections is on the record defending Anson County's dereliction of duty. However, the newly released video shows that wrongdoing continued after their verbal warning. Okay, why is this important, the Board of Elections? The Board of Elections, you'll recall, is a partisan board. It is made up at the local, at the county level, it's made up of three members, two Democrats, one Republican. Now, if there were a Republican governor, there would be two Republicans and one Democrat. But because Governor Cooper is a Democrat, he gets to name the people on the boards and they have to make, they have to reflect that two, one split at the local level and a three, two split at the state level. So it's a partisan board. So when the partisan board looks into allegations against a Democratic sitting city commissioner who's trying to help people vote uh, to help his wife win the Register of Deeds race as a Democrat, and the board is made up of majority Democrats, do you think that there's a conflict of interest there? This is why when the entire fight over the composition of the Board of Elections was going uh, back and forth between the court system, between the General Assembly and the governor, and Governor Cooper sued repeatedly in order to keep control of the boards of election rather than to have it uh, be an equally appointed body of the same number of Democrats and Republicans. Do you think there's a reason for that? Do you think that now, looking at the way this is occurring, do you think there was a reason for that? I do. Sure I do. I've watched enough of this. I've watched enough Board of Elections meetings at the local level to know that politics infects decisions. Absolutely, absolutely it does. I've seen it. I've told this story before. I'll tell you again. Two cases out of Mecklenburg County going back now 15 years ago. Uh, One of these uh, members is still... um, or uh, one of the people that I'm about to mention is actually still a sitting county commissioner, Vilma Leek. At the time, she was a school board member, if I recall correctly. Now she's a county commissioner. Vilma Leek was accused of not living in her district. She had this really nice house in the Rain Tree neighborhood in Charlotte, uh, and then she had this little tiny apartment off a of South Boulevard in a not so great neighborhood. But that apartment was her, you know, declared residence and that was in her district. Her house in Raintree, that was not in her district. And uh, so people that were neighbors of hers in that uh, neighborhood, they said they would see her at her house. And they filed complaints saying a residency challenge. And the, the County Board of Elections then told the people who had filed the complaints, they said, where's your proof? And they said, well, we don't have subpoena power like you do. You're a board of elections. You have subpoena power. You can investigate this. We cannot. And so they said, no, if you don't provide us with the evidence to prove this, then we're going to dismiss the, the complaint. And that is what they eventually did. They eventually dismissed that complaint. And uh, not even a year later, if I recall correctly, maybe a year later, there was an exact same occurrence. This time you had a, a, a libertarian who challenged Chris Cole, who actually just ran for another race, I believe, in the Mecklenburg area. And he filed a residency challenge against another fellow named Louis Guineard, who claimed his work address as his residence. And, when, and I'm sitting in that Board of Elections. It's the exact same Board of Elections members, two Democrats, one Republican, and they offer to Chris Cole. The, uh, they say, hey, do you need us to subpoena anything? Because we can get those records for you if you'd like. They offered him the very thing they refused to offer the complaints, uh, the complainants, rather, in the first case. Why? Why? Because on the one hand, they were going after the right person. And on the other hand, they were going after the wrong person. That's it. So don't tell me partisan uh, uh, interests don't infect the process. They absolutely do. So they asked the Anson County Board of Elections, the Democrats, this, you know, 2-1 board, uh, they asked them to investigate. The Republican Party says, hey, we got all these accusations. And they're like, "Uh, no, we we found those are all unfounded accusations. We don't believe any of that stuff is true. Okay. well, now that we have video, does that change anything? I kind of feel like it should change some stuff, don't you? Sure. Dozens of complaints were filed alleging improper voter assistance by the Sky Montgomery and others, um, but video of the activity didn't surface until after Election Day. Previously, the county's elections director and the chairman of the county board of elections had denied that there was any video showing the area inside the early voting location, and they continued to deny the existence of the video even after it had been obtained by the WBTV reporter Anson County attorney Scott Forbes said some of the security camera uh, video has been overwritten as I mentioned um, but all of this information that I've just gone over none of it was enough to stop the Anson County Board of Elections from certifying the results. Does that sound like a problem to you? It does to me. Why would you certify the results when you've got dozens of complaints and video of illegal activity occurring during the election, why would you certify those results? If you're if you're if you got ballots that are now going to get contested, shouldn't you be you know culling them, segregating them out somehow? Shouldn't you be trying to figure that out before you certify all of these these results? That's just I mean I'm just a podcaster you know what do I know? Well, except of course that uh, CBD oil uh when i take it before i go to bed it it helps me sleep more deeply i do know that uh because when i started taking this eh, probably about 2 months ago now and um it takes about a week or so for the cbd to actually uh kind of you get a baseline going in your system and uh within a week though i would take a couple drops before i go to bed and then i go down and I, and i'm out and i sleep so deeply and when i wake up i don't have any kind of that groggy uh, like a pill head, kind of swimming head feeling that you might get with some of the, uh, the medications, these sleep aids and stuff. Now, people take CBD oil for all sorts of reasons, like a better quality of life, uh, immune system resilience, lower tension, a balanced state of mind, and positive mental outlook. So uh, you need to go and check out Growers Hemp, because that's what I take. Growers Hemp Full Spectrum Hemp Extract. This is the best stuff uh, that that I'm aware of, and you get get it for a great deal because it's all North Carolina-based. These are North Carolina farmers, and they control the whole process from the seed all the way to the shelf. They control all of that, which means better quality and lower cost to you. the best quality at a price that's affordable because they have control. They also know that people have a lot of questions about CBD. So Growers Hemp is going to guide you every step along the way. They want you to be happy and satisfied with the product. So their customer service is fantastic. Now, because it's CBD products, I have to give you the official uh, GovCo disclaimer. It's a requirement. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the products have not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. All right, so look for their ad in our state magazine. It's on the newsstands now. And you can also find it on the shelves at Broad River Hemp Company in Shelby, Medical Pharmacy in Locust, Durham Co-op, and at GrowersHemp.com. GrowersHemp.com and use the promo code PETE for 20% off. Uh, From North Carolina farmers to your home, GrowersHemp.com. It's about the hemp and not the hype. So why would Anson County certify these election results with these complaints that are now obviously outstanding in a statement released Friday afternoon in response to repeated questions from WBTV? Here is what a spokesperson from the state board of Elections said, quote, we sent an investigator to Anson County and the investigator did not observe illegal activity at that time. Oh, okay, so that's how that works. You send an investigator, they show up, they look around, hang out in the parking lot, don't see anything, and so they're like, all right, I'm out of here. Is that really an investigation? I would submit that's more of an observation, don't you think? You're just going to go down there and observe. And if you don't see anything while you're there observing, then you're gone. That's not an investigation. They go on to say, we also sent out a news release to remind the public about laws and rules pertaining to assistance to voters. Oh, and that didn't work? Weird. People who are committing election fraud, they were not persuaded by your your press release. That's so odd. We recently received additional evidence, and the Investigations Division is reviewing it. Because these events could come before the State Board, we are declining further comment at this time. It is not clear whether the Board of Elections investigators had requested the full video from Anson County officials since Dan Bishop returned the storage device on Friday. So uh, we don't know what they were actually looking at. We don't know what their investigation included. I would submit it did not include the video because the Anson County Board of Elections people, they were saying the video didn't even exist. So if the state board folks show up and they're like, yeah, we're here to investigate all of these complaints. Uh, So if you got anything that would help us in our task, the local Board of Elections would say, nope. There's just some people, they've come in, and you know, we, we, we went outside and we talked to them. We, gave, we, we, we put out a memo, and that should do it. And the Board of Elections investigator, sounds good to me. I'm going to stick around for a couple hours, observe, see if I see anything hinky, and then I'll be on my way. And that was it. That's what it sounds like to me. Are we supposed to have confidence in that? I keep remembering this comment from the Suffolk County new york long island county it's actually where i'm from suffolk county uh this comment from the board of elections director up there uh when this was a story about a candidate for north carolina's general assembly who had apparently uh voted or as the documents say that she voted up there in 2008 in person and voted down here in north carolina in 2008 in person and I believe her that she didn't because they have all these records. Her campaign produced these records that show she was in North Carolina, not up in New York. But the comment from that board of elections guy, or sorry, the elections director, the supervisor, whatever up in Suffolk County. And he said, this is largely an honor system. And I'm sorry, but that, that doesn't cut it anymore. Not today, not in today's day and age. If you want to foment and agitate, uh, you know, disruption and and protests and maybe violence, then this is the way. Just keep doing what you're doing, guys. Just keep allowing people to have zero confidence in the election results. And when close races come up, like we're seeing with the chief justice race and we're seeing with the presidential race, then people are going to use that lack of confidence as proof because they have no faith in the system. They're going to assume the worst and when you don't investigate stuff, they're going to assume you're doing so for nefarious reasons as well, right? Of course. So let me get to this um, this race. We had 35 votes set, uh, separating uh, the Chief Justice, Sherry Beasley. She's the uh, Democrat incumbent, and her challenger is the Associate Justice. He's right now on the state Supreme Court, Paul Newby. He's an Associate Justice. He's a Republican. And... Um, Both of their terms expire at the end of this year. Former Governor Bev Perdue appointed Beasley to the Supreme Court in 2012. She was appointed as an associate. Then when Chief Justice Mark Martin, a Republican, quit last year to go be a dean at a law school in Virginia, Governor Cooper got to appoint Beasley to that position making her the first African-American woman to serve in that capacity. Newby has served on the North Carolina Supreme Court for two terms after winning his first election in 2004, because the Supreme Court justices serve eight-year terms. 35 votes separated these two uh, over the weekend. Now, as of this recording, Newbie has pulled ahead by about two hundred thirty votes. There are about six counties left, I believe, uh although that may have changed since I've been uh talking with you. Um, there were six counties left to canvass, and the idea here is that those counties tend to lean Republican, so it looks good for newbie now uh the campaign the Newbie campaign has also filed a couple of complaints in various counties in the state. Uh, raising several concerns, uh, like in New Hanover and Duplin counties, they're saying that there were absentee ballots uh, that have been inappropriately approved and added to the count uh, for in three different categories. One is uh, that they got there too late. One is that they don't even have postmarks. Uh, and another is that they are deficient in some way, as in lacking a witness signature or witness address, stuff like that. So they have raised these concerns in uh, several counties. And so those are going to be heard at the county level. Um What else? Uh, Oh, Robison County, Andy Jackson, our friend Andy Jackson uh, over at the Civitas Institute, he's been following all of this. The State Board of Elections says that Robison County found about 2000 early voting ballots that had not been uploaded to the state board's Uh, data dashboard. The voting site in question is the Pembroke Fire Department. Democratic voters at that site outnumber Republicans about three to one. However, most of the voters are Native Americans, many of whom have been voting Republican lately, despite their registration. These are the Lumbee Indians. These are the folks who went for Trump in a big way, voted Republican in a big way because the Republicans threw their support behind the Lumbee tribe's uh, claim for recognition. And uh, the North Carolina state Supreme Court chief justice candidates uh, are about to lose votes in Washington County because the Board of Elections there counted most mail ballots twice. Whoops, (laughs) Whoops, <laughs> they counted, <laughs> they counted the ballots twice, uh, Our bad. Now, they would say this is proof that the system works. Aha, we caught it. And look, to be fair, there are a lot of controls that are put in place for this very reason. They have the audits. They have like, for example, uh, prior to the state canvas, which is scheduled for November 24th. That's like the final look at all of the numbers and everything. The the uh, the basically like this is what the election totals are and that's on November 24th. and prior to that the state board will conduct various audits of elect, uh, the election results including a voter history audit okay where they they uh, they check to see you know people who come in on election day uh, and they or they submit an absentee ballot um, and then the voter receives a voter history record for that election and then they compare that with the people who voted and does that all line up? And if they find any problems, then that sends up red flags, which, by the way, if you're trying to buy or sell a house and it's not happening for you, that should be a big red flag. And it should prompt you to call my real estate agent, Rowena Patton. Okay. She's the only agent that I would ever think to call buying or selling. In fact, we did. Christy and I, we decided to buy a house, tired of paying rent for amenities that have been shut down thanks to COVID. So we said, you know what? Let's buy our house. And so we called Rowena Patton, 333-4483. I called the same number. I'm telling you to call right now. And if you were thinking about selling a house, she will get your house sold fast and she'll get it sold for more money. And she outsells 99% of the realtors in the state of North Carolina. She is the official Homes for Heroes real estate agent. In the Asheville area, this is a national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from the realtor commissions. Uh, This goes to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, members of the military, so veterans, active duty, or retirees. Um, And she has given back about $800,000 to local folks from those five professions. So uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to keep more of your own money. Buying or selling, call Rowena Patton today at 333-4483 that's 333-4483 mountainhomehunt.com is the website and then start packing. So the uh, board of elections will also do recounts by the way after all counties have completed the canvas, any mandatory recounts would then be conducted by county boards of elections for statewide contests there is a threshold there the the vote difference has to be 10,000 votes or fewer. Okay, so that's that you got to be within that margin, 10,000 votes or fewer. If you're the runner up in that uh, contest, then you can demand a recount. If you are not a statewide contest, then the difference between the candidates has to be one percent or less of the total votes cast. Fraud does exist, folks. This is the the big takeaway here. Fraud exists, and it usually looks like what the fella in Anson County was doing. It comes in the form of assistance. Let me help you do this. Oh, I can help you with that. That's the way it looks to a lot of voters. And in fact, it's the way it looks to a lot of observers, people who are actually out there at the polling places and they're supposed to be on the lookout for this stuff. It, sometimes it's difficult to detect because it looks like aid. It looks like help. And if you start questioning any of it, well, now, why are you trying to disenfranchise people? Right. Fraud that would overturn the election uh, at the national level, though, is going to have to be at a massive scale. That's basically never been proven. Now, I'm not saying that that can't happen. I know there are a lot of people that they think that the whole election was rigged against Donald Trump. And uh, if that was the case, there has to be evidence presented in a court of law that would that would flip this. And that would be evidence at a scale we have never seen before. I'm not saying it can't happen. I don't speculate about what could or couldn't. I'm just saying it never has, that it never has happened, and I'm and now and widespread to the point where it turns an entire national election. That's never happened before. We'll go into more of this, uh, the details on uh, the vote fraud stuff this week. That's a wrap for this episode, though. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, give it a positive review. I appreciate that, and go to the Pete Callinan Show. Get all of the links that you need. Thanks so much for listening. Talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.